Hello, everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 82 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. The topic for this week's episode was suggested by Scott Bishop via email. Thank you, Scott. Sorry I could not come up with your name when we were recording, but hey, it's in there now. And isn't that what counts? Also, tickets still available for our October 9th show in New York City live show. We've got John Hodgman, John DiMaggio, Jackson Public, Doc Hammer, Carter Parton Rogers, and just added Gene Gray. We're going to be recording two episodes. So for the price of one ticket, you get two live recorded episodes of We Got This, your favorite debate podcast. You better not be listening to any other podcasts behind our back. We'll find out about it. You can get your tickets at bit.ly forward slash we got NYC. That's all lowercase. And now, without any further ado, episode 82 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Movie Trilogy. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What is up, everybody? Uh, hi, Hal. How are Hello, you? Hello, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm very happy to see you once again. This is the second episode recently that we've gotten to record face to face. Yes, the Tiny Box series. That's right. At maximum where, fun. Where you and I are in a in, in a little shoebox at maximum fun, a delicious little shoebox at maximum fun, and yeah. we have a a, a a third in the shoebox with us today. Our very special guest, Nathan Fillion. How are you? I'm really good. But no, not even room for shoes in this box. Now there's three of us. No, it's yeah. very, very full up in here. You just threw both arms up like there was a cheer coming. So we're <laughs> going to have to drop one in. Like you just walked out on stage yeah. in a recording booth. I'm, a lot of my gags are visual, so you just describe them. <laughs> Great. As I do them. <clears throat> Listeners at home, Nathan Fillion has walked in and thrown his arms up in the air as if celebrating. You may now applaud. <laughs> Um, so Nathan, talk to you. Today we are, uh, talking about movie trilogies. Who did this topic come from? Uh, that is a great question. I don't have it in front of me, but I will mention it in the pre-roll. So you've already had your name checked. Great. Thank you for the suggestion. Although this person I got into an argument with, even he, uh, submitted via email Mm -hmm. and wanted to know what is the best movie trilogy and immediately threw out like, but if, if there are like 30 movies in a series, then you just pick three of them. And I said, no. You certainly don't. That is a movie saga. So maybe that's what you're looking for. But oh, it's a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. we've narrowed it down to trilogies. Yes. Okay. And a trilogy, as we have determined, is uh, three where the stories, uh, it's this people are playing the same characters and there's a continuation, there's a serialization, and they the characters grow and change. Does over the Star course. Wars count being that it was released in trilogies? Yes. Yes. Copy. You're keeping Copy. Star Wars on the list. <clears throat> yes. Um, let's talk movies, though, briefly before we get started. Are you a movie buff? Um, I uh, – now, what what does it mean to be a movie buff? That I see all the greatest movies and the the, uh, the, 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 the the foreign films and the independent ones? Is that what that is? You don't need to see that crap. Just I never stuff do. that has the yeah, pop – that you I get popcorn do. for. I finally – I didn't want anybody to know this about me. I finally saw Schindler's List like three, four months ago. And, and you're was, still very sad. Yeah, well, obviously it's mm-hmm. destroyed me. But um, uh, that I let that one go so long, 
kind of I don't want anybody to know those things about me. Like, <laughs> right. you haven't seen Schindler's List? Like, right. how could like I, like it's a sort of a, a duty. That's an annoying thing that a lot of people do, though. Generally, is if you haven't seen something that a lot of people have seen. And they'll be like, oh, you never saw yeah. it? Like, oh, yeah. Anytime yeah. you repeat the question. Yeah. <laughs> I always look at it. I, I always try to approach it because I love – I mean I grew up going to movies all the time. My parents would take me to movies. And if somebody hasn't seen it, then I, I get excited for them because they mm-hmm. get to see it rather uh-huh. than uh, like – I think a lot of people – Rather like, than the shaming. Yeah. They want to be superior. Like, oh, oh, you haven't seen Batman Returns? <laughs> oh, my goodness. My, <laughs> my good person. But no, it's like, oh, it's really great. You'll love it. You should check it out and let me know when you do. would love to talk to you about it. Mm. Like that's – that's the appropriate. But if you enjoy – do you enjoy movies? I do. I do enjoy movies. I enjoy crappy movies. Yeah. Really? There's some real crappy movies on this trilogy list. I love so, some uh, crappy movies. What's your favorite crappy movie that you've seen lately? Oh. Um, I uh, Today I was uh, uh, doing some chores in my house and I re-watched the good parts with superpowers of Hancock. <laughs> only, only the good bits. You know? Sure, only the funny bits, the yeah. good bits, the big Charlize turnaround. Yes, that yeah. one. Yeah, the bank absolutely. robbery. That one. He, yeah. yeah, there's some fun stuff. But yeah, not a great movie, but some fun, fun stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I like. The, the fluff. Especially if you're cleaning. That's when you wind up seeing movies. You're like, I don't want to invest anything in this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to turn on something that I've probably seen before. Uh, I, I love rewatching movies. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Sure. Yes. I, One of the most rewatchable of all. I time. will stop everything I'm doing mm-hmm. and watch it even though I have a DVR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to save it for later. It's like, uh, plan's canceled. It's on. Yeah. You don't sit down and actively decide on Shawshank Redemption. You it's just, just say, oh, it's a. Yeah. Whatever scene you're on. Oh, Brooks is, uh, Brooks is at the halfway house. All right. I'll wait five minutes and then I'll start watching this. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't want to start sad. And you own, like everybody owns that movie. Yeah. For me, it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. wherever that has begun. And sometimes I'll pull out the disc and be like, I really want to watch it. So I'm going to, but generally it's on TV so much. You just sit down and it, it like I go into a trance. And Where I'm, does it put you? I, where does it bring you in your mind? You you like you want to live there? You want to be in that yeah. factory? There's something about the, the, the like 1971 aesthetic of what what is wacky, where where all at once it looks completely fake, but also a place where I should have lived as a child. The DP, the director mm-hmm. of photography for Castle, who also directed a number of episodes, his name is Bill Rowe, at 14 years of age, and I have a photo to prove this. Cleaned the Chocolate River. On what? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? His father, I believe, I, I don't know what he, he did, his father did for the production, but his father was in, and, and Bill has a golden ticket. Whoa. Yeah. So did he clean it, like, <laughs> with a straw, just drank all the chocolate out of it? Uh, like, hip waiters, it's brown liquid, and it would foam at the corners, and he had to go get all the foam out. There was some sort of chemical yeah. in there. And, uh, <sighs> that is, for a kid, for a 14-year-old, that's the greatest job imaginable. I mean, I think on paper... Yeah, yes. probably. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in, like in retrospect, you're like, "This is a classic film." He's like, "Dad, why did you bring me to work today yeah. to stand in Crap River?" Yeah, it's when, chocolate. No, it's not. When you said he had a golden ticket, I lost my breath for a second. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like just the yeah. imagine, like, and it's a movie, but like, I, I'm sure I could go to a candy store and get something that looks like it. But yeah. that's the real one. That's I what think, movies do. I think his brother has one as well, or somebody else he knows has one, and, and it was mounted. And he tried to take it off the mounting and tore his. It's a. Bill, <gasps> Bill's like totally. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to. Bill Rowe, you leave that where it is. That's right, Bill. Oh. All right. Uh, so let's, without <clears throat> further ado, dig into some of these trilogies. Very, very quickly. Sorry, mm-hmm. a couple of other qualifiers we went through. Okay. If, 
all three of the films had to be released in the theaters. Right. So there are some, like, you could take a movie like Cinderella, the animated film. That's had some sequels, but they were all either straight to video or TV. Mm -hmm. We did not count that in any way, shape, or form. Go ahead. Sorry. Just no, I throw that out there. So people... Starship Troopers is off the <laughs> Sure. That's right. <laughs> it would have been off the table immediately, <laughs> but that's probably one you enjoy. Uh, certainly the first one, yeah. And then yeah. there was some direct to DVD uh, sequels that they went and did. None of the Sharknadoes. Still true. They're now a trilogy. Yeah. Or a tetralogy. Or, yes. or shark at- the Shark Attack films, two of which I think they were all TV movies. Maybe the first one was in theaters, but if you have not, if you love bad movies and you've not seen Shark Attack 3 Megalodon, it is an absolute work of failure. And so the, the female lead from the first film returns to play a completely different character. Oh. We don't mention it. Sure. And it has uh, – which I'm not going to repeat because this is a family podcast. But it has one of the, the filthiest lines I've ever heard in a film. And it, it comes completely out of the blue. Say that line right now and we will bleep the entire sentence. OK. Yeah. Uh, after, after a day of searching for this giant shark that is eating boats – they, uh, the hero and the heroine are on a dock together, and um, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna get going. It's it's late. We're gonna have to get some rest because they're gonna go hunt it down the next day." And he guy goes, "Yeah, I'm tired too, but I'm feeling pretty wired." And then it smash cuts to <laughs> a very uncomfortable sex scene. Very uncomfortable, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in the listening audience. Nathan Fillion's face is frozen. <laughs> An expression of abject shock. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, someone put that in a movie. It's. I mean, there are YouTube clips devoted to it. It is bizarre and just the like. It it takes five minutes later until you register what happened. Sometimes you know you're watching a really bad movie and you say the guy who wrote this, this wants to be this dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is his fantasy, right? That's who oh, he wants to be. Have you guys exactly ever seen uh, Mad Dog Time? It was also released as Seen Trigger it? Happy. I was – no, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie that was so bad, it had one title in theaters and a different title uh, in when it came out on video. To try to trick to a try whole and new – trick people. <laughs> and it was filled with movie stars and it was written and directed by Joey Bishop's son, Larry Bishop. And <laughs> of he uh, he wrote this terrible, terrible movie, but he cast himself in it. It's not a major role. It's just the toughest, badass henchman role uh, who winds up killing all of the characters. But it's just him. And he is not a cool guy at all. So he walks around this movie wearing sunglasses and like fingerless leather bicycle like uh, workout gloves. Yeah, in case you didn't know he's tough, now you yeah. know. Now yeah. you know that he's tough. <laughs> and he just stands there with a John Voight in Anaconda fake uh, angry look on his face through this whole movie. Uh, I highly recommend that while we're recommending terrible movie things. But we're not here to talk about terrible <laughs> movies. We're here to talk about great movies. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, if I may, for our listeners, just because this is a, a pretty daunting episode, uh, we have a lot of trilogies to cover. I'm going to break this down uh, with your gentleman's permission into a few different categories. Permission granted. Thank you. Yep. We will pick a winner from each category, and then those winners will go head to head at the end. Okay. Great. Uh, so Agreed. we yeah. will begin right. with, uh, let's begin with comedies. Because this is a, a big one. There are a lot of them in the category. Uh, we're going to miss some, I am sure. But these are uh, a list that uh, Hal and I have gone over uh, before inviting Nathan in because we didn't want to subject him to such wonderful things as uh, whether or not Big Mama's House 1, 2, and Like Father, Like Son actually count as a trilogy. 
with Bow Wow, I think, as his, yeah. as his son. Um, so with that said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Fillion's face just did a waterless spit take. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, here are the list of comedy trilogies. Back to the Future, Toy Story, the Jersey Trilogy, that's Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy. The Cornetto Trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and the Wor- and At World's End. Uh, or The World's End, sorry. Naked Gun, Naked Gun, Two and a Half and 33 and a Third. Madagascar, Night at the Museum, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. Barbershop 1, 2, and 3. The Hangover 1, 2, and 3. And Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, Guantanamo Bay, and 3D Christmas. Also in that category, Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3. Gentlemen, does anything from there stand out to you as big contenders to go to the finals? Back to the future. Of course. Obviously. Yeah, Back to the Future is uh, Back to the Future one is my absolute favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah, yeah. And the sequels are good. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. They're good. And and the trilogy <laughs> that overall, is the, opposite. the the characters change and learn over the course of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, one of the hallmarks of a good set of three films is that there's some there there each film has a has a journey within itself, but then overall they tell. They tell the story of, of a character coming to an ultimate realization or a change or just realizing they're fine as they are. Um, and it, it meets all those requirements. The Toy Story trilogy. So Toy Story kind of changed everything with being mm-hmm. the first CGI feature length film. The first, yeah. the first full length movie that was entirely animated with a computer. I watched the Pixar story, the, the story behind that film. If, if you knew it, uh, it, it deserves so much more than it even has being a fantastic uh, Oscar-winning movie. Yeah. That's a really good one, too. It turned out, uh, yeah, for them, to, for the first computer-animated movie to turn out to be as good as it was, too. But I, I guess that's bound to happen. Maybe that's, in general, why I think uh, a lot of animated movies do so well um, in their storytelling is because so much time and thought has been put into it. There's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for a creative team. There's so many opportunities for a creative team to go, wait a minute, let's clarify this. Or what if this and tweak things along the way? If it's a movie that you're just rattling off in two weeks, uh, live action film, right. there's a lot more opportunities for they're turning, they're t- screwing up. They're telling the story one pixel at a time. Mm-hmm. And very well. So uh, I also want to point out in that trilogy, I think all three films are fantastic. It's hard to make three four-star movies. And I think mm-hmm. those are three four star movies I, mm-hmm. I really do uh and i like it when a trilogy loops back around to the beginning obviously back to the future is going to do that because it's a time travel travel movie but uh i like at the end of toy story 3 i defy anyone to watch the end of that movie when andy is passing his toys along to a next generation of children of child and uh and not cry when you see that because Boy, that is, yeah, very powerful stuff. Um, so uh, anything sort of like else how you feel anything? with the with the three naked gun movies? The way you cry when Frank Drebin tears his suit in half. That's not true. That's no. not true. We don't. I, we don't. I, did you, we, we don't. don't. We don't. Did th- you really cry? I I, no. I just wanted everybody to think I'm sensitive. Oh. I cried when OJ <laughs> did that thing in those three movies. Murdered people. <laughs> Do you guys, like it is weird to think about that. One of the trilogies on this. OJ was in all three of them. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I I like 
Naked Gun style, the airplane style. Yeah, the Zucker, Abrams, Zucker style movies. I like it when it's done really, really well. Mm-hmm. It, it can't entertain me. Top Secret, my favorite. Oh, of I was all about time. to talk about that. Bless. My so favorite great. of all time. Uh, so when I see that kind of humor done really well, like, i.e., Top Secret sure. and Naked Gun, I don't think as well. Naked I, Gun I 30 and 3 and a third I clearly did I not. I don't remember the stuff from those. There's no. three yeah. movies. I don't remember any of them. And the. Do you think that bless you. Uh, bless you? Were you saying that uh, you didn't like even the original Naked Gun? I really didn't. I did you like re- Police Squad? Uh, yeah, I sure did. I sure okay. did because yeah. there was nothing like it. It uh, was that uh, that, I, that I knew about. There was, yeah. I was I was young and I was like, "What's this going on?" The, the thing they do where they pause at the end mm-hmm. when they just yes. freeze, but still, still pouring, pouring the coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, those those movies didn't affect me. They're not in my heart. They're not in my consciousness. I don't make references to them. Mm-hmm. What about the, the Nathan shakes his head the, sadly. Nathan, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh and uh, Nathan is self narrating his physical movies. <laughs> for those of you at home in the listening audience. <laughs> he just took another drink of water. Um, the Jersey trilogy. The, that's one where I always think of them as three different films. And then you remember, they're all telling the same stories. It's a shared universe. I didn't really ever put those together. I never really. Yeah, I, I always thought of them as individual movies as well. I did. So are they a trilogy? Are they uh, like officially? A... <laughs> Hal seems to they, think so. He no, wouldn't they, let me cross it off. They are. There are characters and clerks that come back in Mallrats. The story that's told at the beginning of Chasing Amy, uh, which I think is in Chasing Amy. No, I'm sorry. The beginning of Mallrats, where they talk about the girl who had the aneurysm. No, it was Clerks. They talk about a girl having an aneurysm swimming in a pool. Mm-hmm. And that girl appears in either Mallrats or Chasing Amy as a character. Like, we get to see these characters at different points in time. So I, I don't know that it holds up. It, it's hard to, to take out either Back to the Future or Toy Story, but it's one that's worth talking about. And, and Cornetto is another one where they really don't share anything. There are no characters I don't think that appear in all of them except for a rapper, a Cornetto ice cream rapper. But Cornetto is, uh, for those who don't remember from the very beginning, that's the Simon Pegg trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Yeah, and that's that's a trilogy where, for me, they it it is an overall story, but it's more about the creative process of these guys have gotten together and they're going to make three specific genre spoofs. Mm-hmm. And th- there are elements that they share in in the accuracy and the way they do it and sort of the kind of stories that they tell, even though they're different genres. So I'm willing to let it go. Yeah, it feels like it doesn't feel like a trilogy. It feels like a box set. And they're playing different characters, which we said was one of the. Yeah. Nathan, I told you, Hal wouldn't let me eliminate. I think it's interesting to put them together and think of them as a group. Mm -hmm. Um, As even as if I was to consider them a trilogy, Let's let's do that. Let's consider mm-hmm. them a trilogy. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, I love those movies. They're great. I really do. None of them have my heart the way Back to the Future does. Yeah. Back to the Future changed. Everything. Back to the Future is going it to it's going to win this category. Yeah, and, and I think and I think the Jersey trilogy. I, I, how old are you guys? Thirty seven. Thirty nine. Okay. I think it kind of missed my. I'm 45. Mm-hmm. I okay. Can't believe it. I thought you were older than me. I'm not just, <laughs> uh, just so everybody so else I. listening, audience, he was pointing at Mark, not Hal. <laughs> Mark, not Hal. I'm the youngest in this room. Screw you both. <laughs> Hard I'm living. just the one that went gray, youngest. <laughs> Get off our lawn. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know if I if I missed the. The cultural significance of the Jersey movies because of the age I was at the time, they mm-hmm. just didn't resonate with me. Everybody was crazy about them, I know. Um, I, I think that's a boat I missed. I'm a terrible guest for this episode. When did no, you? No, no, <laughs> that's a good point though. That's, you are, you are the everyman. Because it, because it shouldn't, 
I think a, a well-made trilogy, the, the way we're talking about it here, is something that will appeal to anyone. And it was very like zeitgeisty when Clerks came out, and I I, I remember I I saw them in college a couple of years after they the they had originally come out. So I Chasing Amy I think was the first one I went and saw in the theater. But then I. I was the right age to go, this is really good. Like the filthy and they're talking about Star Wars. They're, they, it, it, for some reason it connected with me. And I don't know if, if depending on where you were, you were a couple years older than me. So it would make sense that that would have just missed you. And it might not hold up the same way for you that it does for me, which would sort of eliminate it just sort of on the face of it. But I can hum the theme to Back to the Future. Yeah, Please. can't you? Can't can't all of you? Of course. I feel like whatever trilogy wins, we're going to be able to hum the theme to. There's a lot of hummable trilogy. To, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to him later. All right. And then, um, of course, there's one. I, I mean, do we want to talk about the one film that's getting a buy automatic buy to the finals? Oh yes. Godfather. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not much of a comedy. No, no, no. This is this is gotcha. I don't know when he's got that orange in his mouth, Marlon Brando, and he's like. Now that you mention that, Hal, this is a good time to say what our categories are. We have Godfather, its own category, gets an automatic buy to the finals. Superhero, comedy, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, thriller, suspense, and action adventure western. Gotcha. So let's move from comedy to let's go superhero movies. Uh, and the superhero movie trilogies that we have on this list are Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, X-Men, X2, and The Last Stand. Again, these are mo- – there have been more uh, X-Men movies made, but we have them as two different trilogies in this. Much like Star Wars. Right. Uh, then the second of them is First Class, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, Captain America, First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, and The Dark Knight Trilogy. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. So those are the superhero trilogies. Do does who comes out on top? Who's your first one that pops into your mind? As I mean, they're all great. There's a lot of great stuff in there. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I think for me mm-hmm. personally, the clear winner, Captain America trilogy. Thank you. Wow. All right. Yeah, 100% I was percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. You were what? I well, I'm I'm a guy that leans toward the Christopher Nolan the Batman trilogy. Loved them. They're great. Mm-hmm. Loved them. Uh, and we had talked about this before with uh, because Captain America appears in so many. Does that muddy this particular trilogy that it's part of this whole Marvel created nope. universe? No. If if I may, <laughs> let me put you at ease. First okay. of all, Nathan's answer is sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, I would say that those three films and the Iron Man films as well. This is what's so brilliant about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is mm-hmm. – you can you can watch all 800 movies, which are all great, mm-hmm. including the one in which Nathan appears. Yeah. Which one are you in? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Yeah. Ah, yes, that's right. Yeah. And according to some rumors, maybe others. But the point being, if you watch the three Captain America films, you get mm-hmm. an arc of that character where he starts as a product of his time and a soldier who what he's being told to do and what he feels is right to do are the exact same. Mm-hmm. In the second film, he learns that. He needs to sort of be his own man and mm-hmm. that it's okay to question and fight authority. By the end of three, he's an outlaw. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great arc for that oh, character, yeah, right? And 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 the other films inform it and are great, but you can enjoy those three movies on their own. I would say, yeah. But if it's get the same journey, if it's about that arc of the character in Batman Begins, Batman is brooding and fighting, and by Dark Knight Rises, he's brooding and fighting. <laughs> That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, Nathan, thoughts? DC. I think of all the DC superhero movies, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Batman trilogy has been the best. The, the, mm-hmm. the Chris Nolan uh, Batman trilogy has been the best. Um, whenever uh, a, a character is plucked out and replaced with someone else, I automatically infer there, there's been a problem somehow. There's a mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't right. Wasn't good. we got to fix that part of it before we can move on? I, you mean that when an actor is replaced? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they took out the uh, they took out. Um, I'm blanking on the character's name. Um, the lawyer that that he loves so much. The girl. The girl. Oh, the love interest. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it, whose name is also escaped? Rachel. Rachel Dawes. And they replaced. Yes, Rachel Dawes. And they replaced yeah. her with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I, I. I mean, look, I'm on board with the with the Captain America trilogy coming out of this. The the Victor because I am. Such a bigger fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe than what you're doing a great job. DC is yeah. doing cool stuff, but this Marvel, this is we are living in a superhero movie era like no other. Yeah. Oh, by the way, but separate. We, uh, we, we're not including Spider-Man one, two, and three in the Marvel Cinematic the, Universe because they're the Sony. Sony. That's a Sony. Right. So that's another kind of just missing the mark. I did like the second Spider-Man two, yes. maybe the best superhero movie ever. I, it was whoa, really, really whoa. super good. I don't know about the best, but <laughs> as far as as far as well, I like a love story, and the love story in that between him. and... And uh, Mary Jane is pretty perfect. I I finally saw some spider action, which Mm -hmm. uh, kind of really escaped the first movie. You're kind of just dying and waiting for him to be spider something. Yes. Do something spidery. Um, He's he's the the battles he had with Dr. Octopus were imaginative, amazing, super fun, super quick. And but not so quick, not like a Transformers where so much is going on on screen. You have no idea where to look. Yes. Yeah, Transformers movies are just metal what moving around really fast. What a waste. I usually yeah, like to sit close to a screen to immerse myself. When I would go see a Transformers you movie, can't. I'd have to sit in the back of the yeah. theater. You can't. Yeah. You can't. There's so much going It's There's literally too much going on. Can I tell you, though, when that there was a trailer that got me really excited about a Transformers movie, and then it didn't turn out to be what I hoped it was, which uh, the trailer began in the 60s. And I thought, oh, my God, you guys, Transformers, period piece, <laughs> old 50s cars. And like, I would, oh, please do that. The Mr. Uh, Transformerman. Who who makes those? Uh, you're Michael not a Bay. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bay, a.k.a. Michael, Michael Transformerman. Michael Transformerman. Bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing everything right. And Captain America is going to come out of superheroes on top. Yes, they, they really are. I mean, mm-hmm. and and you could even call Civil War the the, the 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 next Avengers movie. I know it's a Captain America movie, but yeah. there are so many heroes in it. Yeah. And tr- try uh, outside of Avengers and Avengers: Age of Ultron, I've never seen that kind of artistry where so many characters are served well. They really yes. are, yeah. They do a great job. I saw that movie four times the opening weekend. I went over and over again every format. And in the the airport fight, 
there, there comes a time where both sides line up and they run at each other to fight. And you, every time you watch it, you can look at a different point in the screen and see something different. So immediately mm-hmm. you're drawn to Iron Man who's descending on Captain America who puts his shield up. Mm-hmm. But you don't, what you don't see is Spider-Man doing a flip and throwing webs out. And you don't see Ant-Man jumping up in the air and shrinking and throwing, like, you just miss. There's so much going on and they fill the screen so beautifully. It's like, it's like watching ballet. And that's, that's what they built to. And their, their mm-hmm. action was, was great all along. There were good fights in Captain, uh, in the first Avenger where he's sort of learning to use his powers. And there are great fights in Winter Soldier where, where he's fighting with Bucky. I mean, it's just, and they keep, oh, and that, they keep building it. And it's all in the daylight, DC. Well, it's, yeah, it's you see everything. Yeah. There's something, there's something great too about it where I, I once heard and I loved this, like regardless of what is in what this, what the, what, where, when, and why of a story are, it always comes back to the who and the relationships. And that's what those movies do so well. His relationship with Bucky, uh, in, uh, Civil Wars, his relationship with, uh, Iron Man and, and with Bucky. And, uh, yeah, all of that's, that one wins. Uh, fine. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm completely okay with that one. Yeah. I think everybody is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't, guys, we weren't fighting. It feels like we're fighting right now. You guys, all I know why is. Why are we fighting so much? All I know is that the Jersey Trilogy is going to win this whole thing. <laughs> the, the, the Dark Horse. That's right. Uh, no, you already eliminated the Dark Horse Rises. Everybody Wait, knows. am I getting that wrong? <laughs> oh, I would love to see a Dark Horse <laughs> series. Yeah. Our tax comes back out of the Swamp of Sadness. <laughs> they throw up the signal. You just hear like. <laughs> um, all right. Do we, uh, do we need to jump onto our commercial break or can we keep going with this? Let's take a quick early commercial break and great. hear about some of the other great podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network. We'll be right back. What's the deal with Brexit? Have you seen Happy Valley yet? How do British people pronounce Edinburgh, Leicester, or Norwich? Not like that. Are you tired of getting your world news from reliable sources, often with no puns or sexual innuendo? Why was there a butcher's hat haunting Coronation Street? What's Coronation Street, and why is Dave Holmes obsessed with it? International Waters pairs a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture battle royale. Join us once a fortnight to hear the best comedians in the world trade jokes and stories and maybe even learn something at the same time. International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Good news, everyone. There are still a few tickets remaining for the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. We've just announced a dazzling new addition to the Bullseye lineup. Sharon Horgan, creator and star of the hit shows Pulling and Catastrophe, as well as a new show, Divorce, which launches soon on HBO. Comedian Josie Long, Veep creator Armando Iannucci, and musician Romare round out the Bullseye lineup. But the fun doesn't stop there, friends. International Waters and Judge John Hodgman tickets are still available, too. Do not sleep on this. Feast your eyes on the juicy full lineup and grab your tickets right now at MaximumFun.org. And we're back. And we're back. And we're we're back. back. We're back. And we're back. Guys, are we back yet? Can we be back? We're back. Yes. Great. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Your dreams are your ticket out. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. We still got it. All right. All right. Uh, So we are moving on now to our next category of film, and that is science fiction and fantasy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here are the trilogies. Are you familiar with the genre? I've I've dabbled. Okay. Great. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, I have to say, this is weird, but... 
Somebody sent me uh, – there was like a loot – so my day job, we have uh, loot crates that come in. Mm. And in Those one of the loot crates was an action figure of you. Mm-hmm. So Not the first time too. Among the many toys is the reaction figure of Nathan Fillion. Of Mal I know. That, from, I know that it's Mal. Is it, is it Mal or who? Is, okay. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know which character you have. Have how many different characters have you played that have become toys? Uh, one, two, three. Okay. Four. The big three, right? Four. Coming on five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, the the fifth one. It sounds like, or you, you can't tell us what it is. It's yet to come out. Ooh, oh my god! Very exciting. I was going to ask, do you have to recuse yourself from any of these trilogies? Yep. No. Okay. Totally. I don't know if, if we had any yet that you were like, you were like, uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't comment on. Mark, that. I can't divulge. He played Aragorn. Jeez. Wait, what? I auditioned for one of those. Did you, you really? did? What was uh, Aragorn's brother's name? Remember the one that his dad sent off to die? Boromir. Tom. Well, I had. Oh. I, oh no 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 no. no. The younger what one at the, at the at the at the at the white castle, the big white. Uh, obviously, I'm doing great. With yes, I know. Oh, that I mean, I, I yeah. couldn't even. I. He got dragged back by his horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his dad went nuts. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So Boromir was the one who Bor- died out. Boromir was his friend from the first, from the original trilogy. Right. He's the one who died and they brought back his horn. Mm-hmm. Right. And this other son, the, the, the not so loved son. I auditioned for that role. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. I you. shouldn't have yeah. done an Australian accent. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, mates. We're going to fight some orcs. Especially because you were in New Zealand. Are you one of those orbits? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, sir, can you take off the fake beard? It's obscuring your... <laughs> I glued it on. <laughs> you guys got the solvent for crazy glue in there? <laughs> Crazy's right. All right. Here are our sci-fi fantasy trilogies. The original Star Wars trilogy, the prequel Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Matrix, Reloaded and Revolutions, Alien, Aliens, and Alien Cubed. And Men in Black. Those are uh, those are not many, but formidable all. I think it's pretty obvious there are two that jump to the top of that. The original Star Wars trilogy and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's some other fantastic movies on this list, but where the first one is amazing. Mm-hmm. And in the case of uh, the Alien trilogy, the second one, I'll say even better than the first. Aliens Which is, is incredibly rare. Yes. Again, another movie, I'll drop everything I'm doing to watch it on TV. To watch Aliens. Yeah, sure. And it happened to me about, uh, I don't know how many years ago. Under Under five years ago, I was watching Aliens and I saw a scene I'd never seen before. Was it a particularly was new it the sentry cut, guns? Or was the it... sentry guns. Yes, that's the, that was added in the director's cut. I had never seen the director's cut. Imagine my joy oh. watching <laughs> a movie I absolutely love and getting just a little extra piece. It's like putting on your favorite jacket and finding a hundred dollar bill in the pocket. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That says, "Don't forget to give this to." But the guy has died, so it's yeah. not. <laughs> Oh, I hope that you hadn't worn that jacket recently. <laughs> <laughs> that it had been that, like at least never, a decade. That's never happened to you guys? Oh, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> I've never written on money that I owe to somebody because then, <laughs> then I can forget. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And then also bills keep getting passed around and uh, someone eventually is going to get handed that bill as change for purchasing something and be like, well, I guess this bill says I have to give it to Hal Loveland. So here you go. Boom. Yeah. So so out of uh, The Matrix is another one where the first film was sort of groundbreaking. I want to know enjoyable. what he's buying that he gets $100 for change. Yeah, that's a very good point. Just Anyway, okay, that's a side. We'll dig it on that yeah, later. Shelby Cobra, right? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, he paid with a thousand dollar bill. A couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> Two. You were going to say? Two thousand dollars. Oh, uh, I was going to say The Matrix really enjoyed the first movie. Yep. And I was very excited for the sequel. And yep. then I saw it. And then I realized it was the third one. And I went, okay, well, I guess I'll watch all three. Yes. Yeah. So it, it wore me down and there were way diminishing returns. The first movie was one of those groundbreaking, it changes everything. Brilliant. I remember I wanted to know what the Matrix was. Yes. Yeah. What is the Matrix? And then you no found one knew. out. And I wanted to know. And when I found out, I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed yeah. in anything about that movie. The second and third movies just confused me. And I'm pretty good at following along with the plot of a science fiction movie. Yeah. Mm, not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that that architect monologue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a pee first and then yeah. get your pad and paper out and start taking notes because mm. there's going to be a flow chart. Gotta, yeah. Ben Stein was great in that role. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it's between between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Yes, the original Star Wars trilogy, episodes four, five, and six. Yeah, the prequels are, in my um, opinion, hot garbage. I'll say I'll say yes. Uh, does do we do we pull one of them out now and then save one of them later? I don't know. I may have another one. Okay, you have another one to save. I, I have one another one in my mind that I would throw up to save, so I wouldn't bring up the save just yet. All right. So let's look at these then. Um, yeah. Did they release? Return of the King as one movie or two? One, one movie. Okay. So it is officially it, a trilogy. It won the, it the, won Oscar the Academy for Award. Picture. That's yeah. right. Um, it did? It yeah. It did. It was the one that won in 2003. I really enjoyed how uh, the battles, uh, the, the, there was a hillside battle against orcs in mm-hmm. the first movie. There's the, the keep in the, in, the, in the crag of those mountains in, in the second movie. Mm-hmm. And it obviously, you know, amped it up. And then that giant open field, huge, massive battle in the third. Yeah. There was a look that the king gave on, on the ramparts of his little mountain keep where he said, this is all you have. This is all you can throw at me, Saruman. Mm-hmm. And they come up and they, they light that bomb and boom, they blow up the wall. And the look on his face was that of what I had no idea how to process what oh. he just saw. The third movie, they're smashing through those troops with their horses. They're doing really great job. He turns around, he, his face drops again in much the same way. And I thought, What's he seeing? I know this look. <laughs> yeah. What is he seeing? Because it's bad news, whatever it is. And you turn and it's the Oliphants. It's this giant elephant creatures mm-hmm. w- of war that are smashed. I mean, you got horses, big deal. Yeah. There's, that is one of the great, and there's got to be a super cut on the inter- internet of it somewhere. One of the greatest uh, expressions is comeuppance. A villain, that last shot before a villain gets there. <laughs> I'm doing a visual jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, audience. Yeah, that moment before. Uh, what's the Bond movie where the satellite falls on him? Uh, is that Moonraker? Where, where they're inside the giant satellite, or was it Goldeneye? What, it was oh. one of them. So, there, there's a Bond villain that's about to get clearly just like smashed, shot, and exploded simultaneously, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just that look. It's it's when action movie villains. Make a wily coyote holding a sign face <laughs> with a tiny umbrella. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and that's what I feel like. That's what that look in when he sees the olifants. That's what that book in the the battle, or that's what that look in the battle is. And I love that so much. So then, look, I think all three of those movies are great. Mm-hmm. I had a problem with with Return of the King that maybe 
I feel like is sort of a common problem is that it ends like three or four times where I felt yeah. like, oh, this is a this is a good resolution. And then there was another scene. I was like, that okay. was Tolkien's publisher saying that he had to pad the book, add a little more. Right. It, yeah, that's the thing. It's because at that point, I, I know what you mean as far as the movie goes and, and endings go, but the, 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 it honored the book in that, sure. in that mm-hmm. much. It didn't seem like too many endings in the book, did it? Because you yeah. have the thickness of the book. When you're reading it, you know it's not over yet. What yeah. happens to them? How does he go back? You know, this all. I have an admission what? that is similar to your admission about not having seen Schindler's List, which is You've I have never not read, read the book. I've not read those books. I've read The Hobbit. I did not read the the Lord of the Rings. That's books. okay. That's I don't think anyone's going to chastise you for that. Certainly not on the internet. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're not fans of Tolkien. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But I mean, I enjoy all those films. It makes it hard to. It, Makes it hard to choose the original Star Wars films, but those have such a deep personal hold on me that mm-hmm. it's really hard to separate myself from them, especially it, Empire. And that's another thing. That's another game changer. Mm-hmm. It, that movie, the Star Wars, yeah. the very first Star Wars, forever changed the way we do sci-fi. Space yeah. was no longer green and purple lights and uh, everything brand new and shiny. Things weren't all shiny anymore. Everything was dirty and old and not working and people were poor and just trying to get by and it was just more the same yeah and i liked it yeah they're they're excellent movies and a light sword (laughs) i mean that concept is universal now the uh, the idea of an energy sword is completely universal yeah but that's was that the first I would imagine so. It's the first I can think of. I can't remember anything before that. Thundar the Barbarian. I know he had an energy sword, but I think that was after that Star was after, Wars. Uh, I'm sure. So one of these has to come out of here on top. Uh, I feel like for me, Star Wars is brilliant and like you said, a game changer and nostalgic. I think the story and the scripts are better. In Lord of the Rings. Is it the Ewoks? It's really the Ewoks. It's the Ewoks, right? man. It's the Ewoks. That, that, that whole thing is going to shake that whole... The, yeah. It's the found, it shakes the foundations. It's tough. Yeah. You know what? I I have to agree with you guys. It it, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe Star Wars comes back as yeah. a wild card. Who knows? But for now, I think it's hard to argue. Because every time... The, the other thing with the, the Lord of the Rings films, especially seeing them fresh, when I saw mm-hmm. Fellowship, I was like, oh, that's going to win Best Picture. And then it lost. And then I saw Two Towers. I was like, that's going to win Best mm-hmm. Picture. It was almost like they held off going, we'll give it to the third yeah. one. We know it's going to be great. And it was great. They gave it to the trilogy. Yeah. Everybody knew it. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, All right. It's good storytelling. It is. It is really good storytelling. And yeah, and there's there was a I, – I, I dislike when I feel I'm watching a commercial – and to me, Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi was about, hey, kids, why don't you buy some toys? Right. Look yeah. how many characters are here. Look at these little fuzzy guys. Mm-hmm. Don't you like those guys? We're going to make it. And then they made a cereal, and then they made a cartoon, and then they made lunchboxes. And then I was like, mm. mm-hmm. And those TV movies? Battle for Endor? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Endor, I remember that, yeah. And the other one, the, the name of what The Ewok forgetting? Adventure. Ewok Adventure. Well, they also made a Chewbacca thing uh, way back in the day. The Are you talking about the holiday special? special. Holiday special. Oh, that yeah. was ages With the severely ago. underbitten uh, grand- Grandpa Baca. His, his father was, I believe, was itchy. His son was lumpy. I may have those mixed up, but his wife was Mala for short. I just remember seeing them on TV going, 
it's not even Star Wars on there on TV. And I, and I remember we couldn't we couldn't walk away from the TV because if you did, you'd miss something. And I just I was I was young when that happened. I was introduced to that just this year. I had never seen the Star Wars holiday special mm-hmm. until this year. And um, as a person who came to it as an adult uh, in 2015, it is objectively, subjectively, and permanently terrible. Oh yeah. Um, but. Watching, uh, watching B. Arthur and Harvey Corman flirt with each other is pretty amazing. <laughs> priceless. Yeah. It's priceless. So, so coming out of this round. Lordship, uh, the fellow, the, 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 the rings. Lord the of the Rings, rings yeah. trilogy. The rings are, wow. the th- three of the rings. Sam kooky rings. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on to horror, thriller, and suspense. All right. Uh, these are the movies in that category. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Evil Dead, One, Two, and Army of Darkness. Scream 1, 2, and 3. The first three, eh, I may call baloney on that because they made more of them and, well, we'll get to that. Uh, the Hannibal Lecter trilogy, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and Red Dragon. And the Dan Brown trilogy, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and the upcoming Inferno. Now, before all of you listeners start tweeting and emailing us, the Jason uh, Friday the 13th films don't count. There are a million of them. And there are a ton of Halloween films and a ton of Nightmare on Elm Street films. There are a ton of them, too many, that mm-hmm. you can't just pull three films out of there and call it a trilogy. But how is Scream 1, 2, and 3 a trilogy? Yeah. Is it because of the whole Scott Foley loops back around to the beginning yeah, of it and that's it's a done? Complete, yeah, that's a complete right. story. They made another one. There are a lot of cases where there's a trilogy, and we'll, we'll, we'll come to a, the most classic example of that in the next category, where there are three great films that tell a good sort of complete story, and then they went back and made another one, and you were either excited about it or – or weren't so happy, but either way, you probably weren't satisfied by what you saw when it came out in the theaters. So I, I consider that one a trilogy. I, I don't know if it's the one that comes out. I like the first two screams a lot. The third one for me is okay. I don't know if it was too much time passed or they just had sort of run out of places to take it, but it, it did feel like they were trying to close the loop real intentionally. Well, after the first one where you put your finger on the fact that this is how horror movies work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a fantastic engine for that sure. movie. Yeah. It introduced me to meta. That was yeah. sort of my first foray into meta. Yes. This self-awareness mm-hmm. of, yeah, I enjoyed that. I really liked it. But once it's been played, that's like a joke you try to play three times. Right. Then it's yeah. just, then it just becomes, now you have to just continually tell this story. And is the story as compelling as the self-awareness was? Exactly. Yeah, it gets stretched a little bit in the sequel where they mm-hmm. make it about how sequels never work. So you you, you go, okay, well, I'll give you a pass on this one, and they mm-hmm. they did a they did a decent job. But by the time the third one came around, it just I, I sure did bad. love the first. I sure, sure did love it. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I wasn't a fan. I didn't go out chasing horror movies. That one, I loved it. Do you? So you're not you're not a big horror film person in general. Uh, not in general. I've been watching more scary movies lately than ever. Okay. Do you watch, is it because of the, I mean, is it the serialized, not serialized, the ones that have a million sequels, or are you a fan of, um, like the standalone horror films? Your Cabin in the Woods, your, um. Yeah, I think standalones are, 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 the strangers. Are are, are good for me. That tends to be what I watch. Mm -hmm. I I know there was more, uh, Ring, The Ring. There was more than one Ring. Uh, I saw the first one. I didn't bother with the others. I I just don't chase horror like I do other, other films. But, uh, but I've seen some real scary movies. What's your, what's your, what's your favorite scary movie? (laughs) (laughs) There was a movie when I was a kid. 
the changeling. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. God, he's a famous old guy. And he was, his wife and child were killed. You had to kind of change his life. They put him in an old house to be a professor at some college. And the house was haunted by a little boy and spooky things were happening. He had a seance and he recorded on a big reel to reel. Remember those? Yeah. Spooky things happen at the seance, but nothing auditory, nothing auditory. And later on, he's listening to the seance just because he's trying to figure out this mystery, right? And the woman uh, who's the, uh, the medium is drawing me. Uh, this is too long a story, isn't it? How much time you got? <laughs> no. Her- <laughs> She's scrawling on a, on a page and, 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 and shouting out, you know, questions. What is your name? And the, some of, and then she'll write the answer. So it's not an auditory thing. And, but in the tape, you hear a voice say, Michael. Ooh, and he goes, oh. what the? And he stops it and rewinds it. What is your name? Michael. It's louder. And he stops it, rewinds it, plays it again. What is your name? Michael, and it gets louder every time. Mm-hmm. I'm going, stop <laughs> rewinding it. <laughs> I remember being so terrified every time. I, it still it affects me. I was yeah. just, and it's it's not a gory movie. It's very suspenseful, and not a lot yeah. of things happen. If you were to watch it, it's a very old movie, and you'd go, come on, man. But that's the that w- things that are there. The scary moments. It was Stephen King when he was talking about um, the strangers. Uh, he said, you can build a $200 million monster, but it's still not as scary as Liv Tyler trying to squeeze under a bed that she doesn't fit under. Like, that kind of stuff is yeah. the human moments are the scariest ones. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, can I be honest with this category, fellas? Sure. Nothing jumps out at me from this. Really? Yeah. I liked the Scream movies. The Evil Dead movies are fun. That's the one that jumped out for me. Evil Dead is a lot of fun. Yeah. that, that, yeah, that too, If any of I, them is going to. They really got my heart. Those mm-hmm. ones. All I'm thinking now is I'm like, <laughs> I, I I read off that list and I went, man, I wish Star Wars was on this list. Then we could bring it to the finals. <laughs> but um, but if Evil Dead is, I mean, come on, Ashes, yeah. one of the coolest characters, absolutely, to and, come and out of th- cinema. When when that happened, mm-hmm. I I didn't know what he was, what Bruce Campbell was doing. I didn't understand <laughs> yep. what was happening. What is this the, actor doing? What is going on in front of me? It certainly wasn't like the first Evil Dead, obviously, but mm-hmm. they but some weird kind of story hiccups because he was there in the first one. Someone was there. Right. there was, it's the yeah. same cabin. It's the. Yeah. I want to say he was in the first one. I think. Am he I wrong? Was. Bruce Campbell was in yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So yeah, some sort of when it was like of, a real horror movie, yeah. and yes. they were like, "Oh, Bruce Campbell is doing this stuff." Yeah. Let's make it about that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, then the second yeah. movie. There's a bit of a hiccup. I don't know what the what the what the connection is with the two movies. Except it's the same cabin, mm-hmm. but just obviously a, a different story, same same conceit, but obviously a different. He's, he's in that one as well. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's in oh that. Oh my one. god, yeah. he explodes so he in that it. one. And it's all Army, about him and everything he can do, I and wanted, that's what made that guy. When Army of Darkness came out in theaters, I wanted to see it so badly. It was 1993, and I went with uh, with my best friend John, and we showed up, and it was it was I think it was R. It was an R rated movie. So because we were both, I think, like I was 17, my best friend John was 16. So he had not yet turned 17. So we wound up seeing the other movie that was playing at the same time, which was just, all right, we'll go see it, which was Aladdin. And I've never been happier to be turned away from a movie. I did get to see Army of Darkness later and loved it, but I got to see Aladdin in the theater because I couldn't see Army of Darkness. I remember seeing that in the theater. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, they had a, it Disney had a killer run. I oh, mean, yeah. 91 or 89, Little Mermaid on. It was yeah. a great little run they had there. So, so we're taking the Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah. Out of horror. With, with much excitement. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> was it 93 or 94? Maybe it was 94. Oh, no, it was. It had to be 94 because that's when I turned 17. <laughs> <laughs> Math, it's fun look for everyone. Smart. I just looked. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to action, adventure, and westerns. Uh, r- here is the list. The Indiana Jones trilogy. We are not including uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because it came out 15 years later and mm-hmm. was a different style, a different genre I'm okay altogether. With that. Yeah. Uh, then Die Hard, Die Harder, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mad Max, The Road Warrior, and Beyond Thunderdome. The Mariachi Trilogy, El Mariachi Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Lethal Weapon 1, 2, and 3. Born Identity, Supremacy, and Ultimatum. Taken 1, 2, and 3. Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. The Mummy 1, 2, and 3. The Brendan Fraser versions. Um, gentlemen, thoughts? I have two that stand out to me. Uh-huh. One is Indiana Jones. Yes. Of course. And the other is <sighs> Pirates of the Caribbean. What? I know. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I, I know. Love... This is the story. <laughs> did you just bolt us? I just did. I just did. you did. bolt well, I was us? being. I was wow. being how. Um, I wish that Temple of Doom never happened. Really? I liked Temple of Doom. I know Shut that- your mouth. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. Look, even Steven Spielberg said the only good thing to come out of that movie was his relationship. Which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, there were some bits in it I really liked, but mm-hmm. it, it looks like they were just trying to hammer on the adventure and bigger budget kind of mm-hmm. bigger set pieces. The, the roller coaster mine cart. Is silly. Yeah. yeah. But the entire opening sequence, up until he slams the door on that plane- that's revealed to be like Lauche Airlines. To the tune of Anything Goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's a pretty great opener. And it was cut. It was supposedly like the gong. <laughs> Anything Goes. There you go. <laughs> but the gong was supposedly cut out of Raiders. It was something they wanted to put in there. So Spielberg put it in the second movie. Oh, that's great. So even the even the thing that probably people love the most about that film was supposed to be in Raiders of the Lost Ark anyway. <laughs> also, that movie did introduce the uh, reaching into your chest and pulling out your still beating heart. To a lot of audiences. That was... Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> improbable? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Unlikely? Maybe, I just remember my brother in the backseat of the car growing up would drive me crazy. He would just... Oh, nomsy boy. Yeah. Oh, nomsy yeah. boy. Oh, nomsy boy. Oh, yeah. nomsy boy. Exactly. Which, he would hold up the hand and do that. Which, by the way, is the chant. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not that, uh, That's That is the chant that yeah. the guy getting attacked would do because my brother would hold up his hand and go... Kalima. And I do the, oh, love you, oh, love you, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh, I got it. Oh, I got it backwards. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Kalima. I'm not, ca- I'm not calling you out. But no, it's still, he got it. You went up to it's, me. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did it together. I mean, I'm the guest. I don't know why you would. Yeah. I don't know why we would do that. This is my house. Yeah. Um, my house. Do the dishes. Die Hard, <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Sure. So fantastic. When people talk about Christmas movies. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have always, a machine gun. Yes. They always forget Die Hard. Yeah. We, hey, we did our uh, we did our best Christmas movie episode, and we we gave a Die shout Hard out to was Die Hard. Out there. You when he want a Christmas miracle, I give you the FB. Oh, <laughs> it's so fantastic. That's another one. If it's on, oh yeah, you're gonna yeah. watch it yeah, absolutely. And, and that's another one where the 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 villain gives the look. It's mm-hmm. it's Hans Gruber off the side of the building. The uh, yeah, yes. as he's falling. And also, you keep mentioning the game changers. That one changed the game. That yes. a whole genre was born out of Die Hard in a blank or Die Hard on a blank. Die Hard at a at a hockey rink. Die yeah. Hard yes at, uh, on a plane. Yeah. Die Hard. And exactly, then, and I was watching the um, a show called "The Blockbuster Imperative," talking about huge blockbusters and how they've come mm-hmm. about and how they have to make money. Blah blah blah. 
they were talking about Die Hard and said they knew that the idea had come full circle and kind of been worn out by the time someone said, what about Die Hard, but in a building? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you also just make a sudden death reference, the Jean-Claude Van Damme film? I sure did. Where he's, where he's in the igloo? I sure did. <laughs> uh, that was um, – what was the villain's name in that one? He was later on, on uh, in um, – the uh, the, oh. the, the Sin City movies. It wasn't Powers Booth. It was. Was it? It no, was Powers yes, Booth. Yes, it was Powers Booth. It was Powers who Booth. Is, uh, who's doing a terrific, who has done a terrific job on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. recently. Mm-hmm. A terrifying run on oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He is, um, that's when I started looking at villains in a yeah. very different way. He's Powers a cool, Booth, super really, weirdo yeah, villain. He was, <laughs> oh, and wearing a tuxedo <laughs> at a hockey game. I was loving it. Oh, and he's in that great, um, the Brandon Lee film that he made before The Crow, the name of which escapes me, but is a really fun action film. It was the one that you watched and went, oh, he's got a ton of charisma and he's going to be a huge star forever. Mm-hmm. And he played the cop who helped, I think the character's name was Jake that Brandon Lee was playing, but Powers Booth's character's name was Mace Ryan and he just sounded like I, for years, I'd be like, my name's Bullet Testosterone because it just sounded like <laughs> that kind of name. Mace Ryan. Mace Ryan. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, all right. So as we're looking at the action adventure Western category, we've got on the table, uh, is it fair to say that we currently have the Indiana Jones trilogy, mm-hmm. Die Hard, Pirates, anything else that we, I, I think, yeah, what, Nathan, what what's, you? why are you, why are you angry at pirates, first of all? And what? Just, that's a, just a giant, someone said to me, uh, uh, here's my, I'm just going to summarize Pirates 2 for you. Oh, 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 oh. This is another physical bit, yeah. listeners. Yeah. It's, he still did it audio. That was just good imagine, imagine me trying to keep my balance on a giant running ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're not far from it. It is, it is Johnny Depp jumping also, the shark. It's also one of those times where they say, oh, uh, we made a huge amount of money with this first movie. Mm-hmm. That was not bad. It's pretty charming. Everybody liked it. And everybody liked what Johnny Depp was doing. And I'm one of them. And then they said, so uh, we know we're making a third. So don't even end mm-hmm. the second one. And that's – well, that's yeah. – yeah. But that's the problem that all of these movies have or all of these – a lot of these trilogies have where the second movie is not as good as the other two. I would, yeah, Temple of Doom is not as good as Last Crusade and Raiders. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest isn't as great, but that series ends with that maelstrom fight at the end. Captain Jack and, uh, and, uh, Davy Jones, Davy Jones Tentacle Beard, uh, fighting on the yard arm as the two ships are fighting each other in a giant storm is one of my all time favorite action sequences in a movie. Is it better? Why are you looking at me like that, I'm Nathan? just listening. I'm just listening and <laughs> looking at you. So For those people listening at home, there may have been a little judgment in Quiet that. judgment. Quiet judgment. That's a beautiful – you about, can't argue that that's a, that is not a beautiful scene. Why are we not, why are we not talking about Mad Max? Yeah. That's a good point. I, I liked Mad Max. The Road Warrior, I remember, I just, I can't, I said, oh my God, I have to drop, uh, this is, what is going on? That For was- me, that's the best, and that's the best of, which is a weird one. I feel like Road Warrior is the best of the three. I saw, to be perfectly honest, and don't give me that, oh, you never saw, uh, of the original Mad Max. Okay. And you're not missing much. Right. I've seen it because I loved the other two movies, mm-hmm. and I've seen it, it's, it's a low-budget Australian independent uh, film mm-hmm. with uh, kind of a spooky story with a villain who has um, eyeshadow. <laughs> he's, uh, it's, he's, it's, 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 it's a little bit homoerotic, and he's got eyeshadow, and he winds up being 
the uh, the villain in the most recent uh, Mad Max, the most the, the remake. Yes, which is great. Yeah, which oh, is Fury amazing. Road is one and I'm of the so happy of the about that movie. I'm so happy he came back to yeah. do. That. He was the original villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Oh. I liked it a lot. But Mad Max, the first movie, eh, it's it's good. It's yeah. good. It's weird. It's stringy. It's but Road Warrior is fantastic. And, and Tina I Turner constantly make Tina Turner references from Road Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I constantly do. <laughs> Uh, our producer, Ken Plume, has posited that the song We Don't Need Another Hero, which comes from Thunderdome, can be transitioned into from any song on on Earth. Whoa. So you could say happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, because we don't need another hero. <laughs> it works. Try it at home. Any song. Pick a song. does not matter. It works. I am very fond of saying uh, at random times, m- m- opportune times. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. <laughs> Mr. Raggedy Man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> but would you bring it out over any of these others? I mean, we need to talk about it, obviously. Sure. Uh, I was really happy with Born Identity. Yeah, those uh, great. Less with Supremacy and Ultimatum. Uh, one of those mm. kind of things where they shake the camera so much and they're so close, I can't There's see a lot what's going that. on. Yeah. Um, Which was the one that had that amazing, amazing shot of uh, Jason Bourne jumping from a second-story balcony or a third-story balcony into a second-story window and the steady cam following him. I think that's the second. Was that the second movie? So. That is yeah. one of the coolest shots in cinema history, and I have to give a shout-out to that awesome One of shot. the most amazing, I think, fights I've uh, that I was so excited about. Not, mm. I don't know that it was an amazing fight, but... Jason Bourne knows there's something going on in the apartment building. He's got a sense that something's, something's not right, and he picks up a knife, but he drops it, doesn't want to alarm the girl, and then someone breaks through the window, and he pulls out a pen. Remember they were in the office? <laughs> yeah. And he pulled out a pen, and he was going, pop, 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 pop. He was, he was popping this guy, tuk, 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 and put it right, right in the top of his fist. Oof. Like, yes. oh, he had to pull out. And it, uh, yeah. I found that just really super. Anything else coming out of here? Uh, Rush Hour's a blast. Mariachi Trilogy's a blast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. El Mariachi made for $7,000. Uh, the dolly that they used for that movie was a tripod duct taped to a wheelchair. Like, that movie is great. The reason that everybody only got shot in the chest in that movie was they made a uh, squib system out of a weight belt and uh, and firecrackers, and that's the only place they could put it was – so anybody that gets shot in that movie gets shot <laughs> dead chest. center of their chest. <laughs> wow. Because that's the only way that uh, Rodriguez could rig it up. I love that it. kind of guerrilla style filmmaking. Oh, it was great. Those yeah. movies were so fun. When Carlos Gallardo was not on screen, he was the DP. So he wow. would be – Yeah, he was shooting yeah. the scenes with uh, the villain. And then when it was uh, the hero's turn, turn, they would turn it around and the villain would be the one behind the camera. I have a lot of respect for that trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. That's fair. Yeah, it's a lot here. of fun. But uh, I would have to say Raiders of the Lost Ark changed my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a fedora. Sure. <laughs> after that. Um, Temple of Doom, not so much. But Last Crusade, I think they really caught the ball they dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Is that I personally don't think they dropped it in Temple of Doom. But what do I know? I like the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. How dare you? <laughs> that was a pretty dead-on uh, uh, Price is Right. It just needed those extra two little, like, tenor trumpets <laughs> at the end of that. <laughs> the same sadness yeah. was conveyed via the, that trumpet noise. Um, 
All right. So do we have who, who's coming out of that category? Is it Indiana Jones? I think it's Indiana Jones. I think Jones. it better right. be, right? Yeah. So yeah, here is where icon. we stand. Yeah. We did mention, just to throw it out there and, and eliminate it before we recorded, the Dollars Trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, which is Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, that's more – those films are lumped together because they're all Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood and uh, Enrico Morricone. Um, but – and Lee Van Cleef is in is It, in it bothers me that every line is looped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets a little hard to watch after a while. It's and like, it's also not a full like, – it's, it's like oh, you're not trying very hard. <laughs> Even – I don't know. I mean I get it's an old movie but guys. Yeah. Still making movies with the lips match. <laughs> you could do it. It's not – just roll the film just like a, yeah. an inch. Not even an inch. A little bit. A little bit. You can do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, having spent a lot of time in a in a booth with Hal replacing swear words uh, for – movies for their made for for their tv edits oh really in a in a previous life uh it's not hard to just match up the mouth and the voice no no um all right so here is where we stand right now uh time for the grand finale of the episode we pick one ultimate winner and uh, i'll tell you how we do this in a second uh so far going into the finals godfather got a pass uh captain america back to the future lord of the rings we've got the evil dead trilogy and the, you can tell which ones I didn't circle uh, with a pen. And uh, what was it? Oh, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Mm-hmm. So those are the uh, the six that we have going in. Do we want to? Uh, do we want to save anyone? Do we want to save Star Wars, or is it just going to get beaten later since it's already got beaten once? Uh, because the way we're going to do this mm-hmm. is one at a time. We're going to go around and eliminate one until there is only one left. Right? Yep. Uh, so. That said, are we happy where we are right now? I think that's – I think we've done a good job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean part of me wants to bring back Star Wars, but I know it's just going to get eliminated later on. So I don't want to have my heart broken twice. You know? That, mm-hmm. At that point, you're just putting it on the podium to say it was there. I don't want to give the impression that Star Wars was not a huge deal to me yeah. in my life. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing thing. So should we put it in? Should we put? Are we going to fill the wild card spot? I guess is what we I'm have saying. a wild card spot. Are we going to fill it? Let's put Star Wars back in. All right, all right. All let's right. do that because it's in there. It's, okay. we have to honor that. So there are seven movies. Uh, there are seven trilogies in this. Uh, yes. So let me write down the seven trilogies: Evil Dead, Indiana Jones, Captain America, Back to the Future, Godfather, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars. We are going to go around and each eliminate one at a time. And I will begin with, I realize this may seem like sacrilege because we gave it a bye to the finals. I'm eliminating the Godfather trilogy. Wow. Because of Godfather 3. Okay. The Godfather is an amazing movie. Godfather Part 2 is an amazing movie. The Godfather Saga, when you watch them on television and they rearrange the movies so that they are in chronological order. If you've never seen that, it is a blast. But that said... Uh, the Godfather three, not a great movie, doesn't make for a compelling trilogy of films. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll throw in there just so you don't feel like you're alone on an island. My parents, uh, in one of their early dates went to see Godfather two in the theater, not having seen the first one. They were confused and walked out. Now, I think Godfather two is the best film of the three, but it only is a great film if you've seen the original Godfather. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you have no idea what's happening. Right. And I think <clears throat> that, that is what Ultimately, I mean, it deserved its bite of the finals, but I think that's ultimately another thing that that is sort of a strike against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hal, 
Okay, I'm going to eliminate the Evil Dead. I was going to do that. Well, I'm sorry to take that away from you. That's but, all right. Uh, you know, it's they're great films, but there I think there are better trilogies in there. I agree. I agree. If I had to say I'm only going to watch three movies the rest of my life, that wouldn't be the three. Right. That's another good. I do love those movies. Yeah. That's a What's good left? Stick. We have Indiana Jones, Captain America, Back to the Future, Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings. I'm going to take out Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Star, Star Wars, Wars is a uh, Star Wars is done. So now I'm looking at. Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, Captain America, and the Indiana Jones trilogy. Ah, it's so I tough. hear you. I we got some really good. We've got some great. There. That is just dead air. That yeah. is death yeah. on a podcast. But you're not saying the other ones are bad. I'm not saying, saying that anything is if bad. You had to ditch one. You have to ditch one. We're on a life raft. Yeah, you can only take so many movies. Yeah, and for so the people trilogies. listening, if you if you listen to this show, and this is what makes it so hard. Yeah. It is brutal what we are doing right now. This is, you have to sometimes let your favorites go, which, which in this case might be the Star Wars trilogy, Mm -hmm. in favor of finding what, what is the best. So remember that at home. That's a free lesson from Uncle Hal. The more you know. Rainbow. (laughs) Uh, even though I did like the second one, Mm -hmm. in addition to the, uh, the others as well, I can see where it had its flaws. And I love Indiana Jones, but I'm going to pull Indiana Jones out of the mix. Okay. Hal, it is to you. You have three choices. Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, and Captain America. Okay. Now, this may be colored, and you guys can argue and talk me out of it if you want. Mm-hmm. But I've not read the books, so I don't have as strong a tie to the Lord of the Rings films. Back to the Future, very impactful on me. And I feel like that trilogy, it's almost like one continuous film that you can watch. Which any good trilogy is really all the ones that are left sort mm-hmm. of fit that mold. I love the Captain America films and what I love about them is the fact that they keep getting better and they started great. I love the, the Lord of the Rings films. I think, I believe it is the only one left that has won a best picture Oscar. <laughs> yep. But for me, I, I love the other two so much more. All right. I can't, I, this is me getting confused with what I love with what may be the best. So I'm going to eliminate Captain America. Okay. All right. Uh, it comes down to, and I, and we, we timed this just right. It is your sure decision, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, before when I paused and went, should I start? I should start this. We are giving you the final decision. And the greatest movie trilogy of all time is either the Lord of the Rings trilogy or the Back to the Future trilogy. But whatever you decide. We back you up 100%. So it's not solely on your shoulders. We share this. We share this. What were my choices again? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listen. It was Nathan Back to the Future. Fillion. And what was the other Back one? to the Future is Lord of the Lord Rings. Of Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> okay. Um, obviously, some amazing filmmaking going mm-hmm. on with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think uh, the second of Back to the Future trilogy was flawed. The second one was flawed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as how the movies moved me, I'm going to have to say the best trilogy is the Back to the Future trilogy. I, which which kind of sounds... I, now that I said it out loud, 
all those movies we had, this is yeah. really kind of really. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's anticlimactic. It's tough. <laughs> but that's how it sometimes rolls. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's how it happened, folks. So let me say this. People of the world. Join hands. Join hands. Form a love train. Love train. Love train. People. <laughs> there are so many movies out there you can watch. So many different genres. So many. Great series. Great. Great sagas. Saga. Film with a sequel. Sequel. Three of them make a trilogy. Trilogy. Oh, thank goodness. I thought the echo broke. (laughs) (laughs) So many great trilogies out there. And and really, you could take most of the ones on this list, not Big Mama's House, and enjoy them as three films. Maybe not a lot of the other ones, but... Like making sweet love to a woman. Like making sweet love to a woman. There's only one great film trilogy that stands above the rest. Only one. And we don't need roads to watch it. (laughs) So, <laughs> rev your brain up to 88 miles an hour, whether you're in a DeLorean or a train that was somehow built that later on could fly. Don't ask about it. It's the end of the movie. Jeez, aren't you happy? 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. Oh. Before we knew that it was pronounced gigawatt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I've got a four gigabit hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> the best film trilogy of all time is Back to the Future, asked and answered. Yes. Nathan. This is applause for Back to the Future and for Nathan Philly and our yeah, special yeah, guest. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much for joining us. No, thanks for having me drive uh, downtown in terrible traffic yeah. to sit in this hot, sweaty little box with yeah. you guys. Yeah, you're That's welcome. That's why we love you. <laughs> Tell everybody uh, where where can they find you? What do you want them to, to check out? What's I mean, get on the promo train, brother. Let me see. Uh, listen, guys, uh, I'm unemployed. So if there's any <laughs> uh, potential employers out there listening, now's your time. Call me. Um I'll be, uh, my next thing I think is going to be, uh, I did a little piece, uh, called the Santa Clarita Diet. Okay. With, uh, the lovely Drew Barrymore and Tim Oliphant. Really nice people. Did a nice little thing with them. And then, uh, next you'll see me on Modern Family. Very cool. Oh, Thanks. We're very excited. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nathan is, listen, all the filmmakers out there within the sound of my voice, Nathan Fillion, uh, who we've had the honor of working with for several years on the mm-hmm. Thrilling Adventure Hour. Is not only the the charming and talented actor you see on screen, but is it's very difficult when you meet people who are celebrities because you're more often than not let down because you have an idea. <laughs> no, you do. You have an idea of of who they are, and mm-hmm. it's and it can it's difficult sometimes because they are people, and not everybody is the nicest uh, of 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 people. But Nathan is so kind and so generous, and uh, is a really quality human being, and that. That is the person you want on your set. Your turn. Uh, <laughs> plus, he's really good in the movies. <laughs> That's a wrap, guys. <laughs> Do you like movies? Put Nathan in your movie. <laughs> this is our new, our new mini podcast. Put Nathan in your Put movie. Put Nathan in your movie, you guys. What kind of movie are you making? Musical? Just make a movie with, with Nathan in he, it. He could be a cowboy or he could be a dinosaur. He's Nathan. Guys, <laughs> put him in your movie. Uh, so this topic's been covered, but That's there are many the more topics that we can reach out and talk about. Tell them where. Read it. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> My voice just stopped doing it. Fine. Um, that is uh, one more topic covered, and thank you, Nathan, for covering it with us. Uh, there are many more topics to discuss, and you can find them and add more to the list. Uh, reach out to us at We Got This Tweets or uh, on the Maximum Fund subreddit. There is probably a flame war happening right now. May I add a topic to the list? Yes. Please. Driving songs. 
Ooh. Driving songs. Could be a road trip. Could be I got to get jazzed. I'm on my way to work. Could be I like that. Home. All right. Uh, that, that, that episode coming soon. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. Now, if you can't be in person with us like Nathan is, uh, you can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or via email at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, guest producer Christian Duaneus. Always the best. He's always there whenever we don't know something. He's looking it up and then saying <laughs> it into our ears because he's an angel from heaven who sits on our shoulders as we record. Thank you to our everyday producer and great guy, Ken Plume. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, to QA engineer Jen Alba and graphic designer Uri Kilman. And thanks, as always, to Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our award-winning theme song and score, respectively. And, of course, thanks to you, our listeners. Thanks for turning off your movie trilogies just long enough to listen to us talk about them. Thanks for giving me and Hal an excuse to BS with each other and our friends every week for your oral pleasure. Uh, for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.